This is Annie Stevens Gleason, Minister for Worship and Incorporation at the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'd like to welcome you to our worship podcast. Greetings and good evening, grace and peace to you. This is Reverend Gary Lubin serving as deacon with the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to our daily devotion in the early evening for individuals and families, which can be found on page 139 of the Book of Common Prayer. Today's reading from the Daily Office is from John chapter 8, verses 12 through 20. Now let us begin our worship together. O gracious light, pure brightness of the ever-living Father in heaven, O Jesus Christ, holy and blessed, now as we come to the setting of the sun and our eyes behold the vesper light, we sing your praises, O God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are worthy at all times to be praised by happy voices, O Son of God, O giver of life, and to be glorified through all the worlds. A reading from the Gospel according to John. Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Then the Pharisees said to him, You are testifying on your own behalf. Your testimony is not valid. Jesus answered, Even if I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is valid because I know where I have come from and where I am going. But you do not know where I come from or where I am going. You judge by human standards. I judge no one. Yet even if I do judge, my judgment is valid, for it is not I alone who judge, but I and the Father who sent me. In your law, it is written that the testimony of two witnesses is valid. I testify on my own behalf, and the Father who sent me testifies on my behalf. Then they said to him, Where is your father? Jesus answered, You know neither me nor my father. If you knew me, you would know my father also. He spoke these words while he was teaching in the treasury of the temple. But no one arrested him because his hour had not yet come. The Gospel of our Lord. Good evening. Today's reading captures Jesus the light of the world. In this reading from the Gospel of John, we really, really have to appreciate the context. We find Jesus in the temple in Jerusalem during the celebration of Sukkot, or called the Feast of the Tabernacles, or also the Feast of Booths. At this holy time still to this day, the time is recalled when the Israelites lived in Sukkot, or makeshift huts, during their years of wandering in the wilderness after their exodus from Egypt. One of the three main rites conducted during Sukkot was illumination of the temple. Great pillars, you might say, like gigantic candelabra, were erected and lit in the court of women in the temple. And since the temple was atop a hill overlooking Jerusalem, the blaze of the torches illuminated not only the city immediately below, but could be seen from afar. 
This flashy display commemorated the time of God's Shekinah. Shekinah is the glory of the divine presence. During the 40 years they wandered in the desolate desert wilderness, living in their huts, they were guided by God, whose divine presence appeared as road signs, a pillar of cloudy smoke by day and a pillar of fire by night to provide light to see by and to travel by. Shakinah first appeared when the Egyptian army pursued the Israelites as they crossed the Red Sea. This excerpt from Exodus captures the event. At the morning watch, the Lord in the pillar of fire and cloud looked down upon the Egyptian army and threw the Egyptian army into panic. Can you just imagine the charged emotional state of the people during the Sukkot celebration? Jesus took advantage of this setting to boldly proclaim, I am the light of the world. Jesus spoke these very words in the treasury in the court of women on the seventh day of celebrating Sukkot, called Hoshana Rabbah, which means the great salvation, the great salvation. Now, for Jesus to stand in the middle of the temple in the emotional heat and blazing light of celebrating the great salvation and say, I am the light of the world, was like saying, I am the Shekinah, I am the pillar of fire, I am God. Jesus calling himself light of the world is making a direct and radical claim to be the Messiah. Jesus also tells the disciples that they are the light of the world, to be seen, not to be hidden. In his words, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works. How would you have reacted if you were there in earshot listening to Jesus? How should we respond to this astounding claim today? You know, it is just so powerful. When I delved into the details of Sukkot, it knocked me over. In my day stupor as I got up off the floor, I had some insights. Here are a few rambling reflections. You know, we do not actually see light. We see what reflects light. Jesus is beyond our seeing directly now, especially that he is not physically present. But like sunlight or moonlight, we know his presence through reflections of God. We see and hear, taste, feel, perceive reflections, shadows. Jesus, the light, the source of life itself, shows us the way. The path is illuminated for us, is shown to us. It is so, so important to see, to see at least the light at the end of the tunnel, <laughs> especially when we are surrounded and shrouded in darkness. Even if we can only see just a few feet in front of us, the path is lit for us to follow, even if, by faith alone, taking only one or two or a few steps at a time. The light leads us on. Another thought. Just as we know nowadays that light has no mass, weighs nothing, and that light cannot push or pull an object, and neither can we push or pull light, Jesus does not force us on the path. 
At one and the same time, we are unable to stop Jesus from shining brightly. But as a light in the darkness attracts a moth, Jesus invites us, entices us to follow. Jesus is an irresistible force or magnet, as it were, a gravity of life for life. Now, life as we know it requires light and is drawn to it, like the phenomena of heliotropism. Jesus is the light and life of the world. And a final thought, or really a question. Does Jesus' proclamation to be the light of the world demand that we respond? We are also lights, little lights shining brightly. We are like candles in the wind, flickering. Our lives are like candle flames. And I offer that what ultimately happens is providential predestination, perhaps. I was baptized Presbyterian, after all. If we follow the path lit for us, even though we may flicker along the way, we are not extinguished, not put out. We do not go out, expire. We persevere under the protection of Shekinah. Love is forever. To use an analogy from C.S. Lewis, we are as a candle flame which becomes invisible, not because we go out, but instead because someone has pulled up the blind, throws open the shutters, and let in the blaze of the risen sun. Amen. And now, a reading from the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians. It is not ourselves that we proclaim. We proclaim Christ Jesus as Lord and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For the same God who said, out of darkness let light shine, has caused his light to shine within us, to give the light revelation, the revelation of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Let us now say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And now the collect from Fifth Sunday after Epiphany. Set us free, O God, from the bondage of our sins, and give us the liberty of that abundant life which you have made known to us in your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us now take some time, pausing our worship together, if you need to do that, to offer up our prayers of intercession, thanksgiving and praise for the world, for the church, for our national life, for the social and natural orders, for family and personal life, and in particular for those who are suffering and those who have died. And now let us say the collect for the human family found on page 815 of the Book of Common Prayer. O God, you made us in your own image and redeemed us through Jesus, your Son. Look with compassion on the whole human family. Take away the arrogance and hatred which infect our hearts. 
Break down the walls that separate us, unite us in bonds of love, and work through our struggle and confusion to accomplish your purposes on earth. That in your good time, all nations, all peoples of the earth, the one human family may serve you in harmony around your heavenly throne. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And now, the Collect for Social Order and Social Justice, which can be found on page 823. Grant, O God, that your holy and life-giving Spirit may so move every human heart, and especially the hearts of the people of this land, that barriers which divide us may crumble, suspicions disappear, and hatred cease, that our divisions being healed, we may live in justice and peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord Jesus, stay with us, for evening is at hand and the day is past. Be our companion in the way. Kindle our hearts and awaken hope that we may know you as you are revealed in Scripture and the breaking of bread. Grant this for the sake of your love. Amen. In this time of God's revelation to all people, go into the world in peace, hope, and joy to seek and serve God, being and doing God's grace, mercy, and justice. Do everything in love.